tough questions uh, for tough times. Let's, let's really look deeply at Habakkuk's situation. And maybe tonight you'll be able to identify, resonate with you some of your situations. Maybe you have some questions uh, as well. So here we go. Habakkuk chapter one, verse one through three. Once again, Habakkuk chapter one, verse one through three. The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. But, oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence. We saw violence yesterday on Capitol Hill. And you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity? The rioters, the looters, the extremists, the racists, the anarchists, uh, Antifa, uh, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, uh, the rebels and the like. For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. There is strife and contention arises. Uh, my brothers and sisters tonight, uh, life is full of many questions. You know that and I know that. Some are simple, some are simple, some are complex. Particularly in times like these, we can be a people of continued inquiries and even interrogation. Uh, for the prophet Habakkuk, by the way, his name means to embrace. His name means to embrace. Life became interestingly, interestingly difficult. Here are three things we know about Habakkuk. Number one, evil was all around him. I was listening to Pastor Tim pray earlier, and he talked about uh, 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 those who trust in horses and chariots, but yet do not look towards the Holy One of Israel. Evil was all around him. Number two, his enemies seemed to be an advance or successfully advancing against him and the people of God. One thing we don't hear from the Democratic Party, nor even from the Republican Party, or any party for that matter, is the all-out assault on Christian values. There is Christian persecution around the world. We don't hear a lot about attention to those countries in Africa where people are being beheaded, Christians are being slaughtered on the eastern part of Africa, on the western part of Africa. We don't hear a lot about what, what is America doing about those in India, those that are in China, those who are having church underground. But even in the United States of America, many of us as prophets called this many, many years ago, the day would come when they would try to silence the pastor in the pulpit. They would silence preachers on the street. You know, it's amazing to me. People can pretty much do anything they want to do on the street corners of America, but take a Bible and open their mouths. That, my friends, you may say, oh, leave them alone. That's innocent. You know, uh, we got to respect the peace and quiet. But you don't say that when you're someone's teenage son is blasting uh, uh, somebody's music uh, at an all-time decimal high. We don't say that when people are uh, screeching their cars and their mufflered out motors and it's waking everybody up four five in the morning. But only when a preacher decides to pass out tracks and, and, and amplifies his voice about the gospel do people want to call the police. And, and that is just one slight form of Christian persecution. It gets bigger and deeper than that. Eventually, there'll come a time where they'll censor Facebook and they'll censor Twitter and they'll censor Instagram now you can show the nude, the lewd, and the crude, but 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 we don't want scripture and we don't want anything that deals with pro-life or a pro-family because it seems to be bigotry and hatred. So these are some of the things that Habakkuk was dealing with. Number three, Habakkuk wanted answers and he wanted them right now. There's some of us in the room, online, on Zoom, Facebook Live, we want answers and we want them right now. And Habakkuk wanted answers. I think I've counted five, maybe six questions, chapter one alone, Habakkuk had. In fact, when you look at the entire book of Habakkuk, again, a little theology, a little church history real quick for the next couple of minutes, uh, Habakkuk can be broken down basically in three really quick phases. Number one, chapter one, he cries, there's his concerns, and then there's his questions. 
You want to impress somebody tomorrow on the job, you tell them, hey, the whole entire book of Habakkuk is real simple. Chapter one, we hear of his cries, we hear of his concerns, and we hear of his questions. Chapter two, we're all very familiar with chapter two. We hear God's answers. God gives him answers. He talks about a plan of salvation. He talks about vision. And then thirdly, Habakkuk is summarized in his prayer and his hymn of faith. His prayer and his hymn of faith. For those that are we're looking at the outline on tonight, here's tonight's objective. For those that are on Facebook Live, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Let us know you're there. We want to hear an amen or preach preacher or I agree or I don't agree or pray for me or here's my prayer request. We do have, by the way, online ministers tonight that will take your prayer request. We'll pray with you and pray for you uh, in this very needed critical time and hour. Um, so, so, so here's where we're at tonight. So the whole objective tonight simply is this. Number one, uh, to encourage and strengthen God's people to trust in the Lord, his plan of salvation and redemption in the midst of a challenging and difficult day. All right. The whole goal tonight, the whole kit and caboodle is to encourage you and to strengthen you to continually trust in the Lord. I know it's not easy. We knew this day was coming. We knew we'd deal with this pandemic, but we didn't know we'd deal with a pandemic and an insurrection. Maybe we can handle the insurrection and the whole seas on Capitol Hill, but to deal with the multiples of hundreds of thousands of death, deaths in America and around the world and how life has come to a screeching halt. We, I don't know if we were really cut out for all of this. People have lost jobs, businesses have lost income, people are quarantined, people are in school and so many things are happening. And all at one time, let's think about the mental capacity. Think about the emotional challenges. Think about the family structure. These are really difficult days and people have tough questions for tough times. And so in chapter one, Habakkuk asked these questions. L listen closely. The burden of the prophet Habakkuk saw. In other words, here's, here's what Habakkuk said. Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Let's stop right there. Because everyone who's a Christian, everyone who's seeking the Lord, you cannot tell me tonight. You've not had a moment in somewhere in your walk with God where you've asked those very two questions. Lord, how long will it seem as if you're not listening? How long will I cry out and you're turning a deaf ear? How long shall I cry and you won't even hear? Yes, I cry even to you. The things that I'm dealing with in my home, my family, my finances, my physical life. But it seems like you're not listening. How long? Right. I know the Bible says weeping and doors for night. Joy comes in the morning. But God, I'm going on morning number 98 and I still don't seem to have any resolve here. I know you said that you're very present help in the time of trouble. But God, uh, you know, hey, it's, it's 1145 and I still don't have the breakthrough. And God says, well, you just keep waiting. It ain't midnight quite yet. Uh, uh, Pastor Carlos Ortiz reminded us, and you've heard it before uh, many years at church, but he reminded us from a distance. And he says, you know, God often does his best work in the darkness of the hour. God often does his best work in the night or the darkest night of the hour. Habakkuk says, not only am I crying, I'm crying about the injustices. Black men being shot, killed, murdered by police. I'm crying about home invasion, innocent people dying because of bad decisions in law enforcement. I'm looking at men and women and domestic violence, people who are innocently losing their lives how long, God, will you allow this to happen and you're not saving anyone? Why do you even allow me to see these things, Habakkuk asked, and you cause me to see this trouble? For plundering, looting, rioting, anarchy is all before me. There is strife and contention arises. 
want to stop just for a moment. Let me unshare my screen so I can see your beautiful faces and your handsome faces on tonight. How are you coping right now with the injustices of what you've seen these last few days? How do you handle my brothers and sisters online tonight? The multiples of deaths. It's one thing for a death here, maybe a death there. But since March of 2020, most of us have experienced countless numbers of deaths that we just were not quite ready to process. And I know we're taught to just brush it off and keep it moving and walk by faith, but I'll be the first to admit to you, man of God, pastor and all, it has an effect on me when somebody passes, whether they were close or not. And they may not have been close to me, but maybe they're close to someone who's close to me. And it just seemed like a little bit of layer, just a little bit of layer has been removed. I don't like death. I don't like death, especially when it's premature, unannounced and unplanned for. It takes a toll. It's discouraging, it's deflating, it's, it's demoralizing, but yet somehow we have to find a way to go on. So the question was asked, how long till I cry you won't hear? How long will you save? And why do you even allow me to see these things and really have no answer for them? Chapter two is very interesting. I wanna turn a corner real quick to chapter two. My time is almost up. God answers Habakkuk. And God says, Habakkuk, slow your roll. I know exactly what's going on. I've got everything in control. There are some plans, some promises, and some processes in all of this. I've been saying this for the last several weeks, and I want you to hear me real closely when I say this again. My brothers and sisters tonight, you're on this Zoom call for a reason. You're watching Facebook Live and Instagram and YouTube for a reason. You may not even hear this message for weeks to come, but may the Lord speak to you tonight or today as he spoke way back when. It's in this quarantine pandemic, a world where even David said, it seems like the pains of ungodly men have made me afraid and death has surrounded me. But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord, Psalm 18. Listen, it's in the darkest moment. It's in sometimes the most isolated moment, whether it's the cave of Adullam, whether it's the cave of Eliza experience, wherever it may be, it could be uh, getting and threshing wheat in a wine press, wherever that place of isolation you're in. For me, for us, it's in quarantine in our homes. It seems like life has come to a halt. Let me tell you one thing. It does not mean God is not doing something right now, building your resume, adding to your application, sharpening your skills, preparing you for the next dimension of what he has for you. You have to know right now, it may seem slow as molasses on the job, but in your skill set, God is sharpening the sword. It may seem that the money is slowed down and money is funny and money is trickling out and trickling in. But let me tell you something, he's giving you brilliant ideas. My late pastor, my late spiritual father, Bishop Otis like I said years ago, there is no man broke who has great ideas. No man can be broke who has great ideas because your ideas are just being monetized in the seasons to come. As long as you've got good ideas, as long as you've got a word from God, as long as you're hearing from heaven, as long as you've got a plan and a purpose, you are not broke. You may have a temporary flow of cash flow, but you're not broke. In fact, you're wealthy. You're wealthy. It's just a matter of manifestation for things that happen in your life. So God says, Habakkuk, slow your roll. Number one, here's his answer. He says, look among the nations and watch, verse five. Look among the people and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which you would not have believed, even if I would have told you. I'm going to put my notes back up on the screen. I'm almost finished. How God says, Habakkuk, I will work a work in your day. Even though I'm going to tell you prophetically, 
I sent the prophet by on watch night service. I've sent the pastor by. I've spoken to your heart in prayer. I've given you the scriptures. The Holy Spirit has confirmed. But even though I told you a well in advance and ahead of time, you know what? You still ain't going to believe it. That's all right. God's still faithful and God's still good. Watch this. He says, I am going to do a work in your time. Number two, watch this. Write the vision down and it shall speak at the right time. Write the vision down and it shall speak at the right time. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain that he who runs may read it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it will speak and not lie. And though it tear it, wait on it, Habakkuk, because it will surely come. It will surely come. I got to stop my share screen because I like to talk to you uh, during very important points of the message. <laughs> uh, let me tell you one thing. You better be right to slip down in this season. And if you're not, may you deal, may you reap the, the discipline of being disobedient. All right. Uh, I know you, you, you may be in a position to write this down, maybe not, but listen to this closely. A short pencil is better than a long memory. A short pencil is better than a long memory. So stop thinking it and start inking it. Stop thinking it and start inking it. I got a Bible over here on my bookshelf. I was in the closet the other day. I pulled out a box of books I hadn't seen in years. The Bible was dated 2003, 17, 18 years ago this March. I wrote that statement down. I opened the Bible up. I saw an old piece of paper. I said, let me see what this paper said. Read the paper. It said, stop thinking it and start inking it. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Some of you all, you're grasping for thoughts, reaching for revelation, whispering for wonders. Cut all that out. Sit down. Pull you out a notepad, get you a pen in your hand, right? Stop thinking it only and start inking it down. Write the vision down. Two reasons. Number one, you're going to forget it if it's all in your head. But you won't forget it if you got it in front of you on paper. Number two, that vision is going to one day be a business plan, a business proposal, a vision statement, a mission statement. Someone's going to read it and be like, you know what? I can help you out. I've got resources. I've got money. I've got friends in high places. I've got this. I've got that. And I want to help you. They would not have ever been able to come on your team had they not seen the vision that you had wrote down. Third and finally, I got to get out of here. Third and finally, he says, the just shall live by faith. Let me, y'all hold on one minute. Let me talk to you people on Facebook Live. My brothers and sisters, we walk by faith, not by sight. When I'm on my knees in prayer in the morning, so oftentimes I'm saying, Lord, uh, may something happen today where I walk by faith and not by sight. And not only not by sight, but God help me to walk by faith and not the things I'm actually seeing. Cause sometimes I see stuff that don't look too hot, right? Help me to walk by faith and not things that I'm hearing cause I read and I, I, I get reports and mail and emails and things I'm reading. They don't sound too good right now, but God help me to walk by faith, not by sight, okay? And that's what I'm encouraging every one of you all to do tonight. Walk by faith in this pandemic season. Walk by faith, no matter what's happening in the White House, what's happening in Capitol Hill, what's happening in our country. You got to believe that you believe that you believe that God hadn't forgotten about you, that God is going to answer your prayer, that God has a plan, a purpose, and a process for your life. But it doesn't come by wistful thinking. It doesn't come by a good intention. It comes because you have set your faith. You have set the mark believing God and God will do it. Here's what the Lord is saying to Habakkuk and my time is almost up. Here's what he's saying to you. Son, 
I got everything in control. Daughter, there's yet hope. All trust in my plans, trust in my promises, trust in the process. I found myself as a father speaking to my three adult kids, various reasons, you gotta trust the process. Trust the process. I know you're impatient. You chip off the old block. Fruit don't fall far from the tree. I can be impatient at times, but somewhere in all of this letdown, disappointment and despair, God has a process. God has a plan. I gotta share my screen one more time tonight. And uh, I think it's important that you all see this tonight for yourselves. Chapter three concludes the entire chapter of Habakkuk. And so after Habakkuk asked chapter one, his tough questions, his inquiries, even his interrogations, chapter two, God gives some answers and says, listen, write the vision down, make it plain. Someone's going to pick it up one day and run with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be patient, required. It's going to take some time, but don't you stop for the just lives by faith. Habakkuk's response as he closes his prayer time with God is simply this. You know, though the fig tree may not blossom, and though the fruit, though there are no fruit beyond the vine, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the field, and there be no herd in the stall. Uh, uh, make that plain, Pastor Stevens, okay? Though I have no more money left in my 401k, Though it seems right now that milk is $5 a gallon, though that gas is on, not on E, but under the E, and the car is starting to shake, though it seems like my wife is acting crazy, my husband is acting weird, my kids are rebellious, though it seems, my God, as if everybody's getting a raise but me, though it seems, my God, that everybody's getting blessed but me, folk are getting prophecies, folk are getting declarations but me, though it seems that all these things are happening, seems like there's no return on my investment, seems like my prayers are in vain, it seems like, my God, my fasting is in vain, it seems like my tithing, my offering is in vain, I'm volunteering up at that church and ain't nobody saying thank you, Pastor King got time to come back and appreciate you, my God, Habakkuk said, though there be no fig tree that is black, blossoming. No herd in the stall. Here's what he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation, for the Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet. He will make me walk on the high hills of life. My brothers and sisters, tonight I need to give, I need to remind you of the power of a yet God that we serve. Things may not be going our way just yet in 2021. Yeah, we've got the prophecies. We've got New Year's resolutions. We've got all of the catchy cliches and all of the church statements. But the reality is we are still a smack dab in the middle of a hellish pandemic. We're still smack dab in the middle of the brink and the precipice of a civil war. We're smack dab in the middle of no man's land, but yet we will trust God. We're not going to give in. We're not going to give out. We're not going to throw in the towel. We ain't going to bellyate. We ain't going to cuss nobody out. We're not going to act an idiot and act a fool, but we're going to yet believe God. Why? Because the Lord is my strength. God is my helper. I'm going to trust in the Lord to the day I die. I'm going to keep believing God, trusting God. And you know what? 
The Bible says he makes my feet as hinds feet. What is hinds feet? Well, you know, uh, like me, when you go hunting, you have to kind of look all in the hills. And if you look close enough, you'll see a deer up on the hill here and there. Deer have the wonderful agility and ability to walk some of the clefts of life, some of the clefts of the rock in the cave, and they're able to be on top of things. God says, I'll put you on top of your situation and your situation not on top of you. I'll make your feet as hinds feet. If you can't sit through the wall, I'll put you on top of the wall. If you ain't ready to go through the tunnel, I'll cause you to ride on top of the tunnel. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, but yet in God, you'll have to trust. Yet in the Lord, you'll have to believe God. Our time is up. May the Lord bless every one of you. Let's pray. Father, tonight, thank you for peace in our nation's capital. Thank you for your perfect will manifesting, being demonstrated. And may you raise the church up as your glorious bride to speak life, to speak healing, to speak vitality to men and women all over the world. I'm praying for those that are on this Zoom call tonight, that indeed you'll give them the vision. They'll write it down out of obedience and you will bless them. I'm praying for those that are on Facebook Live tonight, that God, you would so do a work in their lives that you would anoint them in a new and a fresh. God, we pray for our country. We pray for our president. We pray for the president-elect. We pray for congressmen and women on the left and on the right. We pray for the Supreme Court. We pray for spiritual leaders all throughout America, that America would indeed fall to her knees. Oh, God, let there be repentance. May there be brokenness. May there be humility. Father, you said when the righteous are in authority, the people would rejoice. Thank you, Lord, tonight. But sin, it brings a reproach on a nation. So, Father, we thank you for having mercy. Mercy. We cry at the mercy seat of you, that you'd have mercy on our people, mercy on our nation, mercy on our country. God, we don't want you to have to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah because you gave America a pass. But God, in your judgment of our country, be merciful, oh God, be merciful. We thank you, oh God, for the right of life. We thank you for the freedom of our religious speech and, 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 and leadership. We thank you for healing our land, oh God. May churches be set on fire for your glory like never before. Set pastors, preachers, ministers, missionaries all over the church world on fire for your glory and your honor. May revival sweep throughout the lands like never before. God, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. For this, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.